Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. You know how the universe keeps putting that same person in front of you over and over again? You run into them at events, you see them at different places where similar friends. Well, for me, that person is Kylie Hodges. She's a business coach for coaches. That's right. It's very meta. I know. We're going to talk strategy today for you coaches out there. So let's get carried away. Well, joining me today is business coach of life coaches. It's so very meta. I it dig it so much. <laughs> Kylie Hodges. I can't, I hear it now, but that's okay. Um, oh, man. I can't remember how we met. Like we've been queen bees buzzing around each other's hives, but I can't remember if it was like through someone. I feel like I've done an email intro with you. I don't know. Regardless, I'm glad to have you on the podcast today. Um, and that Thank you so much for away. having me. Yeah, happy to be here. I remember exactly how we met. It, and I can't remember the name of it, but they were these meetups at a coffee shop in the arts district downtown. <gasps> yes. What were those That's called? Right. Oh, what? It, and and one was at the Standard Hotel. Oh, that's yeah. different. That yeah. was with Christina Tapasio's track. Um, track. Yeah. Uh, she had a, a business of kind of like group business coaching, accountability, yeah. community and were building. were you at Boss Ladies? I feel like maybe I met you through Boss no. Ladies. No. Good. But that explains it. Like we've sort of just been at like other group things. Yes. Yeah. And always like conversing, but never really connecting the dots of like, yeah. Oh, I also saw you here. Yeah. And also, oh, we have like 12 million people in common. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> we have a big overlap with yes, webs. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm glad I finally get to have you all to myself. Me today. too. So happy to be here. I'm awesome. obsessed with the office space behind you. Thank you. Check out the bra. Listening. Let's see if I do it right. Oh, I did it right. Usually I'm like, what? Oh, that's a bra. Yeah, that's the bra. Oh, Check this out. Watch, my God. watch how fun this is. It lights up if I can get it to work. <laughs> That is amazing. So I have every woman needs a neon light bra of their logo. I have a neon uh, light of my logo in my uh, recording. Yeah, it's just it's all pink and girly, and I love it. It's my very on brand. I try. I try. Appreciate (laughs) it. I appreciate it. Um, So let's get into um, you now. I know if I were to go back in time and I talked to ten-year-old Kylie, maybe she was playing soccer, maybe she was a brownie. Who knows? Was her when somebody asked her, What do you want to be when you grow up? Did she say a life coach or coaches? That's hilarious. No, I didn't (laughs) even know what a coach was until like five years ago. Um, (laughs) I no, yeah, none none of us did. Who knows if coaching was really around then? (laughs) I wanted to be an illustrator, like an artist, but I loved books. Um, I think I wanted to be a writer too. And like an actress, I was definitely all about the hybrid, the multi-hyphenate life at a young age. Right, (laughs) I'm going to be an actor who sings, but also draws and can write. Yeah. Just a lot of passion projects mixed up into one and just like hoping that money came to me at some point along the way. And then along that journey, what led you to being a coach today, a business coach? Really good question. Um, 
you know, I won't spend forever giving my life story, but I've had like a twisty, turny career as I think most people have, especially nowadays where a lot of people change jobs after like two to three years. Um, I moved to Los Angeles to work in television. Uh, I have a film degree and I worked in TV, both on the producing side and the on-camera entertainment journalist side for about five years. Um, I was freelancing and um, really like working way too hard and making not enough money. And I always knew, um, I always knew that I wanted to work with people in some capacity and it, I got fame hungry as a youngin, and I was convinced the way to be the best at interacting with people was to be some sort of famous TV host. I realized really quickly after being a TV host, I actually don't care about celebrities at all. Like (laughs) they don't need my help. I don't need to ask them about what it was like acting in this movie or what they're wearing. That doesn't seem like it's helping the world at all. On the producing side of things, I was working on a reality show and the talent on that show, I would argue, aren't the greatest humans in the world. So I had this inner conflict of like, am I making stupid, bad people richer, famous and more powerful? I think I am. Mm -hmm. So I did a massive pivot. Um, I started working in sales and marketing. I bopped around a little bit um, to a couple companies. I worked for a tech startup and that was where I learned like entrepreneurship is so fun. Yeah. Um, And like scary, but like exhilarating. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the same time, I had been working with a life coach and that was when I gave myself permission to work for that startup. It wasn't a secure job. Um, It wasn't the safe option, but it felt right. Um, and over a time period of two years, I, I worked with multiple coaches because I got very coaches are incredible people. If they ask you the right question, they can change your life. You can wake up to yourself, which is, I think the most powerful thing we can do for humans in the world is to help them tap into themselves. And so that's essentially what happened to me. I became obsessed with coaches. All my friends are coaches. Um, and along the way, that coach helped me realize that I wanted to start my own business. I had started a version of a business and my business has now, this is the third iteration of it. So I didn't start out as a business coach, but this is where I landed now. Um, and it's, it's funny because I think most coaches can say, I had a background in X, Y, and Z. And looking back, it makes total sense that I'm a coach now. Yeah. Like we always come to the table in our next job with whatever grew us into where we are now. So um, I don't regret anything. And I loved my my journey of getting here. And I know I have a lot more time um, left to see where else I can go. But um, that is where I am today. Whew. That was ah, wow, that's, uh, that's so fascinating, because mm-hmm. nobody gets into entrepreneurship because it's safe. Or because right, no. no, nobody's just like, oh, I'm just going to leave the security of this nine to five job and just take yeah. the leap into entrepreneurship. Now, yeah. do you find when you were making that transition from leaving, you know, what you thought you wanted to do? Believe me, I thought I wanted to be an astronaut. Then I want, thought I wanted to be an actor. I came to mm-hmm. LA and realized I don't want to be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you were making that transition from something secure, you know, and into diving deep into coaching and developing, you know, your brand and everything. Did you just go balls deep and do it? Or did you slowly make that transition leaving nine to five 
into entrepreneurship? Oh, that's a really good question. It's been a slow transition up, down, up, down, up, down. And, um, I had left a full-time job and actually after a couple of months bounced back into one because I realized I was premature in understanding where I was with my business. I didn't have, at that point, I wasn't a business coach. Otherwise I would have been like, ah, 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 Kylie. Don't do that yet. That's not how a business, yeah. Um, But at the time I was, I was, I was networking coaching actually. I was teaching people specifically on how to be good networkers. Um, and I hadn't really nailed the business model down yet, but I was just feeling impatient. I was feeling itchy to just like go hard. And I left a full-time job. Um, but I, in that like two month period where I had left that full-time job before I realized I needed to get a new one, that was like probably the most stressful time of my life, the lowest time of my life for sure, because I, I cut the cord too soon but I learned so much about myself. Like I learned about how much I actually care about doing work that matters to me. And I learned that I care so much about doing, working with the right people too. Yes. Because even when I was super broke, I was being picky with my clients. I wasn't doing things just for money. And I'm sure my husband, who at the time was my fiance was like, wow, Kylie, I really wish maybe you would just do something for the money at this point. He was being very patient with me. Um, and uh, I, I mean, to answer your question, it's like, it, it was a bumpy transition, but it was a, sh- a slow transition over the course of four years. Yeah. And, you know, and in, in the women I've met through bra that are coaches or anybody that's not even coaches, I have members that were lawyers for 25 years, and then they left it all and decided to open their own bakery. Um, there is and it that- is possible to do that leap. It's just, you have to, I didn't do the proper gut check and I didn't do diligence on like assessing my business of like, are these things in line? Is this set up for financial security over the next quarter? Right. But those right. people I'm sure have and can go on to succeed if you cut the cord quickly. It's just a yeah. matter of what systems you have set up in place. And usually you don't have very many because yeah. you don't know. You don't <laughs> right, know right. like what's an email funnel? What are you talking about? Oh my God. Like, yeah. You know, like what do you mean I have to do my own payroll? Or um, because now yeah. I'm an employee of me. <laughs> yeah. So it is a it is interesting to see how, you know, as you make the transition, I also don't have anyone in broad that left college and was like, entrepreneur. Like I feel like yeah. everybody that's a member has had some experience in corporate or, you know, real world, uh, gritty, yucky nine to five jobs that they were just like, this isn't for me. And I also yeah. feel like the days of our parents and our grandparents who would be working at oh. the same company for 40 or 30 years yeah. and retiring, those days are gone. Totally. Um, everybody's getting new or moving jobs, especially with the dot-com boom and everything. Two to three years, people are bouncing around. And it's not surprising to me that as entrepreneurs, we also do a little bouncing around. I mean, my first, what led me to bra was not, I'm going to run my own network. No, it came from a failure of my first business. But in that transition, when you, when you were kind of like, okay, I'm going to dive deep into this. Did you seek a coach to support you? Did you know, like you were, you were going to need that? Yeah. Tell me about that. I'm obsessed with coaches. I've had a coach consistently for the last 
like three years. And I will say my, I did have a business coach at the time. I cut the cord too soon. And I'm glad that she didn't tell me you're cutting the cord too soon because what she did was she let me figure it out myself. I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I learned if she had just said, Kylie, don't do that. I think that's the power of being a coach, right? Like uh, to clarify, coaches don't just sit down and tell you what to do. They can say, generally, this is how a framework of X, Y, and Z works. But what do you think is the right answer for you? Like that's the difference between a consultant or a very broad explanation of a, a difference between a coach and a consultant. The coach is just trying to help you find the right answers for you. Um, but yes, I've worked with a coach along the way. I've worked with career coaches, life coaches. Um, and now I have a business coach who, uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with. You probably know her. Her name is Jess Joswick from Backbone yeah. Business. I yeah. just interviewed her last week. Did you? <laughs> I love her. Yeah, She's she amazing. Is. She is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think that nowadays every entrepreneur should have a coach. I don't give a shit who they are. You don't have to hire me. Excuse me. I just cursed. That's you don't okay. have to hire me. I don't watch your fucking care who. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Standard has been set. Got it. <laughs> Got it. The point is having another neutral party to, to mirror back to you what is going on is so important as an entrepreneur because we're walking through life like with blinders on. We can't see ourselves clearly. Just like when we look in the mirror, everybody probably has body dysmorphia. We do not see ourselves the way others see us. And that is completely accurate with how we show up as business owners and as leaders. So you need that neutral person to hold you accountable and keep in mind, what is your ultimate goal? And is this crazy new idea that you thought of for the week about building an online course because you really love the idea of building an online course really in line with what you're trying to achieve in the big picture. Yeah. It's so, so true. Um, I know when I was founded bra, I had founders. So I had like five women who I know some were coaches who wouldn't just say yes, yes. Like if I want to hear just, yes, that's amazing. I'll call my mother. But if yeah. I want someone to actually like say, well, let's put some strategy behind that. Like, okay, yeah. well, how, let's talk about a revenue model. Let's talk about yeah. a little deeper. It was so important when I was, cause I didn't have that the first time I was just like, I'm going to have my own school. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think, what areas um, business coaches, when you're working with your clients, what, mm -hmm. what area do you think business coaches struggle with the most? That's a good question. So to clarify, I'm a business coach, but I work with coaches of any modality. Oh, okay. So I'm going to make a blanket statement here, um, which is the type of coaches that I'm working with have probably been in business for a couple of years. Okay. They got certified and they've probably taken some courses about how to build a business. But the problem that I'm seeing is that people go get their certification on how to be a great coach. It's like going to college. Like you go to college to learn a craft, but you don't learn how to monetize it. So true. I would love if there was even a college course in how to get a job. Maybe there is now. That wasn't a thing when I was around. Me either. But that applies whether or not you're trying to get hired on as an employee or build a business. But in the sense of getting certified as a coach, the most likely way to make it your career is you have to build your own business. There just aren't many companies out there hiring employees to just be coaches. 
Um, but it, but it is a practice that you can implement if you're like a manager or, a, a you know, a C-suite type person, but right. I digress. So if you are a coach who gets certified, hits the ground running and then realizes, oh shit, I'm really good at what I do, but I'm not really good at getting people in the door so that I can do what I'm good at doing. So these people generally are having awareness that like whatever they're doing in marketing isn't working or the thing that they're selling, like they're frustrated that they're not seeing the results from their clients that they know their clients are capable of. Ah. And they know that they are really damn good coaches. So it's not a reflection of them as a coach. It's a reflection of the container they have created for their clients. Like it's, it's a reflection of the type of business and the way they're conducting their services is not aligning with the transformation they're trying to give people. So that's like the biggest disconnect that I'm seeing. It's like, I'm really smart. I'm really good at what I do. And everyone I work with loves me, but I'm noticing that there's still maybe this problem. And like, I'm not getting filled up client roster every quarter or year like I want. What is the disconnect here? It kind of just boils down to four different arenas that you really need to get clear on. And that's what I work with is clients or I'm sorry, coaches who have come a little way they found some success and they're like, I've plateaued. And now I feel yeah. like I'm at this level where I can't seem to figure out how to fix my own problem. Do you notice, do they struggle with pricing? Because I see yeah. that a lot with coaches. Yeah. I've seen coaches that have programs that are $15,000 and then, you know, like a branding coach or something. And then a branding coach over here is like $4,000. And there's such a disconnect in yeah. pricing, do you work, do you help them work through that? Totally. A lot of the people that I work with are underpricing. Yeah. I want to pat everybody on the back who's overpricing just because like, yes, that is a problem, but I'm really glad that you've overcome the hoop of undercharging. And usually the issue there is like, they've made it all about themselves and like, how can I possibly... Robbins? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a, who am I to that kind of yeah. thing? So if someone's overcharging, then I'm like, good job. You probably are aware that you are capable of earning big, but let's reassess what is the value of this particular thing you're selling. But yes, I, most coaches that I come across are like, half the reason they're struggling is because they're charging too little and they're offering it in like a paper thin way. And to give like a specific example, it's like, I see a lot of coaches who are giving a lot of their time but like, is, is a lot of your time necessary for this person to make the transformation they need? Maybe they need some of your time. Like they need you to coach them. So give them some of your time, but also what is something else that they need? Do they just need this, the accountability? Like if you're a career coach, do you see that these people always show up like an A plus student to your coaching calls, but you just can't get them to redo their resume? Yeah, maybe they need someone like you to create a container so that if they're always showing up for you, create a space where they can show up for their resume at a certain time in a certain place. Like you can't be the fixer, but you can be the guide to the fix. Yeah. So it's kind of all woven together. Like pricing is an issue. And what is also the problem here? Maybe you're just not pricing the right thing mm -hmm. or selling the right thing. Right. And they're probably giving away way too much of their own time. 
Totally. Uh, yeah. Totally. And their cell phone number. Don't do that, ladies. Please. Oh, no. <laughs> no, please. Don't, have don't text your clients. Them. Yeah. Don't text them. Don't call them at eight o'clock at night, like on a Sunday. No. Like, it's amazing boundaries. to me. Yes. Boundaries are like, it's amazing how less is so much more in the world of coaching, especially with what type of person you want to work with. Like early stage um, entrepreneurs, this is just an example, but people who are like, they've just decided yesterday they want to start a business, mm-hmm. need a different type of handholding than someone who's been running a business for five years and they're ready to go into seven figures. Yeah. But usually what the early stage person needs isn't as much FaceTime or handholding in the sense of like, lots of work from you as it is getting them to commit to themselves to becoming the next person they want to be. Yes. Like it's, it's an upheaval that they need to achieve internally and they need to get clear on who is that next person I want to be. It's definitely going to need your support, but maybe not as much as you think. I hope that makes sense. And I didn't lose every listener. No, total (laughs) sense to me. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, okay. My name's Carrie. I'm a, you know, a human design coach and I have my fabulous website. I got my wonderful Instagram, but what am I feeling before I know I need to hire you? Oh my God. That's such a good question. (laughs) Carrie, why aren't you on NPR? Because my Instagram's not converting. I feel like, you know, I just put an image up and there's like, but like, what, what am I feeling before I'm like, I need Kylie. I need to hire her. Yeah. That's a good question. They're probably sick of their own shit. At this point, they've probably figured out that if the things I've put in place aren't converting, then there must be something I don't know. Like I work with people who are smart. They're no bullshit. They might be a little woo, but they're not like spirit, take me away and guide me to the next answer. They're like, I know what works and what doesn't. And the numbers don't lie. The last year has been a lot of the same, even though I've been going hard on Instagram. I just rebranded my website, which are all wonderful things. And are those the things that are directly getting you more money? They will see soon enough that that is not the case if they don't have other things in place to leverage their digital assets. So they're probably thinking like, I'm sick of my own shit. I'm smarter than this. Mm -hmm. I know I can do better. And it's time for me to re- bring in reinforcement, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's almost like when I hired my first coach, I felt like it was my first employee. I was like, I finally yeah. got to a point where I was like, I can't, I can't build Kajabi myself. I need help. I didn't even know what Kajabi was or any kind of, yeah. I knew what a CRM was and a CMS, but I didn't know how to really leverage that marketing, that email yeah. marketing strategy. Um, so I had to get a coach for it and everything. And it was literally like, you're my first employee, you know, um, but I want you to lead me (laughs) and teach me. Um, so it's really important. I think super, super important advice that when you're building your business, when you're seeing like, okay, my client roster isn't filling up because I can't spend time marketing to get more clients while I'm currently working with my current clients. That is a huge disconnect I see as well. Are you seeing that? you know, the clients you must work with, do you, is there a marketing part of your program to help them keep getting clients coming in? Yes, absolutely. So there's, there's like four different arenas that I really drive hard on. 
well, six, but we'll just talk about four for right now. Okay. <laughs> that are really uh, the basis of addressing any problem that my clients come to me about. So it's marketing, pricing and packaging, sales, and then self-management. Um, and in the marketing arena, the thing that I'm noticing is like, it's, it's not so much that they're not doing enough. It's the way that they speak to people and who they're speaking to. Ah. I know that there are a million, like I even roll my eyes at myself sometimes when I say, I'm thinking like, oh, if people just knew that they needed to get clear on their target client. And then, you know, if you go onto the internet on any, the minute I say this out loud, in fact, I'm probably going to get a bunch of retargeted ads on Facebook and Instagram on target, your perfect client workshop, target client workshop. And the thing is, even me, the coach needs to have my coach help me with that because that is an issue that I see so many people working with. Like they're either not, super clear on who it is they want to work with and or they're trying to sell the wrong thing to the wrong person like Um, they're clear on their person and they're clear on what they want to do but they've created the wrong thing to sell to them and that's where there's a disconnect as far as how that aligns with marketing you can't talk to the right people about the wrong thing or about the wrong people with the right thing you know so it, it really has to even when people are like, I've already done this exercise. No, we're going back to basics for a minute because have you looked at this exercise in this way? And have you basically like my goal with my clients is like, let's just get on the fastest path to money. Like let's stabilize that. Yeah. And then we can slow down. So the fastest thing for marketing is getting super clear on who you're talking to and, and how to get in front of the right people, which is key. And I have like a whole other thing about like podcasting, how to make podcast converting. And, um, I guess I should say podcast guesting, um, Mm -hmm. and other ways to get in front of the right people, but it's, it's different for every audience. So you need to get clear on the audience first. Yeah, it's so true. I know that you know, when you're starting out, a lot of people will just take anybody with a pulse as a client and, and everything and just be like, another thing, one of my coaches, which really blew my mind, told me it was like, for every offer, you have to have a different ideal client. Yeah, um, it's not just one big umbrella, you know, but for every, even if you tweak it a little bit, you're, you have to go back and remind yourself, does this still align with this ideal client profile? It yeah. is never you're never finished. I feel like just like your website is never finished. Your offers are never finished. Your ideal client is evolving just as you are as yeah. a business owner. Um, yeah. so- and the thing is, even if you make, make a different or a, you have different offers and an, a different audience for each offer, it could be the same person at different stages of their life. Yes. So that's a repeat client. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's, I don't want to overwhelm people and be like, you need to have five different offers and talk to five (laughs) different people. What if you just met the same person as like grow them up with you? Yeah, that's huge. I love that. Um, So what do you think now on the other side? So now, Mm -hmm. now I'm Carrie, human design coach working with you. I'm feeling very confident, feeling more successful. Um, What other assets do I need to be a successful coach other than working in your program? What else do... Do I need to be extroverted? What, 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 what other things do I need to have? Do I need to be organized? Do I need to be, 
a type A, Enneagram six? Like, what do you think? (laughs) That is a really good question. Look, I think that any type of coach, any personality type can succeed at business because the, um, what it takes to be a successful business owner is like 10%, like dotting the P's and Q's with like systems and business and marketing strategy and stuff. And like the other 90% is just getting comfy with yourself and being willing to put yourself out there. So I'm not attached to working with introverts or extroverts or certain Enneagrams. And in fact, um, I am, uh, an extreme extrovert. I love all people, but when I meet people like me, I'm like, whoa, there's too much energy (laughs) happening here. (laughs) But what people do need to work with me is a, a commitment to becoming the person they want to be and being willing to get out of their own way Uh, and like be eager to work past their own bullshit. I love that committed to building a business, committed to becoming a better version of themselves and um, willing to accept that they don't have all the answers. That's brilliant. And it's a great segue into telling me about your program. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So I have possessed all those things. I'm willing to change. I know I need help. Um, I might have a little imposter syndrome, but I think working with you can help me with that yeah. little yeah. mindset shifting. Um, yeah. So tell me about your program. Um, Cause Carrie human design coach wants to sign up. First of all, I would love Carrie human design coach because I've been dying to work with someone in human design. So they can tell me what the hell it is. I have my chart and I look at it. Like, I don't really know. I, have I know. Chart I'm like, too. this is wild. What, are you, you must be a projector. Yeah. Are Probably. We seem similar. Yes. Yeah. I look at it too. And I'm just like, I'm my chakra. What, what's happening? What? Okay. Yeah. What are all those circles in my body? <laughs> yeah, right. Are those inside me? <laughs> right, um, exactly. So my program is called coaches who make money. Uh, it's a hybrid one-on-one program group in the sense that you get one-on-one coaching with me, but there's also community and accountability baked into it. Excuse me. They baked into it. So, um, the the purpose of it is like, we want to get you stabilized to your first six figures if you haven't already gotten there as quickly as possible. Um, we focus on those four arenas I said earlier, pricing and packaging, marketing, sales, and self-management. Um, you coach with me. I have accountability sessions for uh, the work that has been sitting on the bottom of your to-do list for the last oh, month. Like, let's just yeah. get that shit over with. Yeah. And then I have training and Q&A. So I'm always training on a different topic in those arenas so that there's a constant um, learning. And then, you know, there's there's retreats and we go to conferences virtually right now. And there's a lot of other fun, like added shit. But the real purpose of it is like show up for yourself, do the work and show up for everybody else when they're like in the Slack channel and need help because it'll come back to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So that's, I love that you have a community aspect of your coaching program. I really think necessary and, and we're kind of, you know, trained even as children that we learn in groups, right? Unless you were Uh homeschooled by yourself, by your, you know, ginger mother, I don't know, no shame on that, but we're, we're, we're used to learning in pods and in cohorts where we're social animals and we actually learn from each other's experiences. So I love a group. I love an idea of a group model, but also on one time. Absolutely. Like one-on-one time serves its own purpose. But when you're in a group Q&A call, 
I mean, somebody might ask a question that you've been avoiding asking for months. It hasn't like percolated in your head yet that that's the question you need to be asking. This is the world's loudest construction. I'm sure you can hear it. I wonder they what are building. for all the listeners who just hear. I'm not in a dungeon, which it sounds like there's like banging. In are a you dungeon. beating your clients? I, can you imagine? We're in a pandemic. What are they even doing at your house? Right. I am working from home, and the parking garage under me is being retrofitted for earthquake. Oh, safety first. So, okay. This is safety first. If a quake hits, I mean, they're not done. So who knows if it'll, <laughs> if it'll work yet, but I'm on the first floor, which means I'm just steps away from all the power. All but good. It's all good. We're all used to it. Don't you even worry. I know um, it's the struggles of work from home, but the, yeah. the point of accountability is like, I am such a team player. I thrive in that environment. And I know that like some people do and some people don't, but the point is as, especially as coaches, you need to be able to create a container that addresses all types of learning styles for your clients. And there is a woman named Tay, I'm blanking on her last name, but her, her business is called More Than a Mama. And she is a coach specifically on teaching people how to address different types of learning in your services so that if your client is a visual learner, but then you have an audible audio learner or um, aesthetic or yeah, yeah. different, mm-hmm. different yeah. types of learning styles and how to make sure everybody's meet, needs are getting met in the way you run your business. And yeah. she's, she's great. So I try to think, keep, a, keep that in mind when I'm working with my, my clients, like what is another way they could hear something? What is another way they could grow? Yeah. And that's why this is a hybrid program. That's called differentiation. Um, there you go. yeah, that's what we, uh, well, in teaching, uh, there are 22 different types right. of learning styles. And, yes. Uh, yeah, right. and I so, forgot. You're, you know, I was a former teacher. Right. So I was, everything you're saying is 100% correct. You're like old news, Kylie. Yeah. No, no. It's important because I think coaches it's think important. coaching should all be audible, should no. all be like a conversation yeah. when some people need reflection time. Some people need to talk about it. Some yes. people need to see it. Some people need to touch it. So it's important that you have different modalities like that and already embedded in your program. I, that puts your program already at a level above other programs I've seen. So that's really yeah. cool. Thank you. I mean, like my goal here is I'm not trying to be like the Tony Robbins who it's like, give me your credit card and then you'll see me never, but here's like a login to something. Right. I'm really like, I went into business for a couple of reasons. And one of them is I know that there are a lot of amazing coaches out there who could be doing way better. Like yeah. they deserve the chance to make their business as best as they want it the best that they want it to be. And it's really frustrating when I see coaches out there on Instagram and they're just like posting something that says like, DM me if you want to learn more. And I'm like, the business coach inside of me is like, no one's going to DM you because they don't know why they should want to learn more. We need to fix your marketing language. Who are you talking to? Like coaches are amazing people and they need help to be seen so that they can work with clients. Yeah. So I'm ho I know that the people work when they get what they want out of it and what they need out of it. And sometimes that means I have to reassess what is it, how is it that I work with them to make sure that they're actually growing their business. I love that. I love that. And projector human design, Carrie would definitely hire you. If I want to hire you, where do I go? How do I hire you? Okay. Well, 
I would say, um, are there like links or anything? Oh yeah, specifically? we'll have show okay. notes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so have in the day. show notes, you can grab a link that I put in there. I have a free resource about the different four arenas of business that you nice. just need to master to stabilize you. But if you're not looking at the show notes, you can go to kyliehodges.com and get that resource too. You can also get it on my Instagram in my bio. Um, and I have the link in my Instagram bio. I have three different goodies says start here free resource number one free resource number two and you can choose your own adventure whether you need help with figuring out how to stabilize your coaching business to be a full-time gig if you want a resource on how to make podcast interviews um, a conversion tool for you um, or how to master networking and sales so, i love that so choose your out. own adventure remind us your my handle. handle is at kylie hodges k-y-l-i-e-h-o-d-g-e-s and DM me. <laughs> I'm be your friend. Even though I just said earlier, don't just go out and say DM me to learn more. I just want to hear from you. No, if you DM her after hearing this podcast, say I heard you on getting yes. carried away. I would and love. Then we'll that. start a group, a group <laughs> message with Carrie, and you can tell us all about why you love her podcast so much <laughs> and how to get her neon bra light. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I did it right again. <laughs> All right. So before we go, I love everything you've had to say. Thank you so so, much. So valuable. Um, We've got to get carried away. So first, um, pre-pandemic, normal day, you and your, I guess, fiance then were like, we're going to go travel. Where are you going? You could travel anywhere. If we could go anywhere, Mexico City. We've been like four times and we're obsessed with that city. It is I've never been in Paris. So this is a, a real general statement. I think it is like the Paris of this, co- this side of the earth, this hemisphere. It is like gotcha. romantic. It's like old European, but also street tacos that are amazing. That's the chef's kiss for those just listening. Yes. Um, there's like, we, we really like to salsa dance. We're terrible at it, but there's some really great salsa dancing clubs. Um, there's just so much rich history and food and art and it's like at a mix of like super primo and super accessible and it's just I think an amazing city oh okay I've never been to Mexico City I've only been to Cabo and Playa del Carmen Um, well this is nothing like that but you will love it it's like New York meets Mexico well I can eat Mexican food every day of the week yeah Um, yeah every day um it's an amazing place you should go okay I'm putting it on my list after 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 you're vaccinated all the vax all the vax then i can get all the appointments and make all the reservations and flights yeah go eat all the tacos all the tacos love it now have you (laughs) had good tacos here in la good question okay yes and it's not a real business it's a tent on the street corner (laughs) which is what makes los angeles so wonderful so rich with culture (laughs) they do have a a yelp page and it's called taco salchito but uh-huh. like it is a blue tent in a public storage parking lot. So I'm in for it. Yeah, I mean, it's that's really good. I mean, yeah. they, yes. Those and they, I know are crushing it. And I hope that their sales have gone up during COVID because I think a lot of people who are like ordering in now, they're trying to find things that are lower priced and also it's just so nearby. Expensive. Yeah, exactly. And so people are just walking up. Business. Yeah, I'm in for yeah. that. I'm mm-hmm. in for that. Now, now, since being in the pandemic, how have you kept busy? Anything you've gotten carried away about? Podcasts, books, Netflix, dogs? Yeah. I don't know. What's keeping you busy? Okay, two things. I did get a dog during the pandemic. She oh, is a dog. senior. <laughs> did you really? 
I did. What are we going to do when the world opens up and we leave the house more? I've, I think we are attached at the hip. I know my dog is on the other side of my room divider and she's probably like, why is she ignoring me? Because I'm not cuddling with her at the moment. Um, so I got a 10 year old senior puggle. So half pug, half uh, beagle. Um, she, her name is Mocha and I'm obsessed with her. Um, but something that I've been trying to focus on during the pandemic when I'm not spoiling my dog is like re finding hobbies. Mm. I spent so like the last 10 years, I was so career obsessed that I just thought I had to work all the time and spoiler alert, that's not good. <laughs> so I'm trying to like re find a hobby and you know, as a kid, I was a classically trained pianist. So I've been dabbling with piano oh, again. Okay. Um, but something that I'm really into right now is uh, hip hop dancing. And I'm terrible at it. Love but it. there's this app called Steezy. And it, you can take like professional dance classes. So I'm like learning a Chris Brown dance in my living room. Yeah, I shut the shade so nobody can see me. <laughs> but Someday I might debut these dances on social media, but it's going to be a while. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I hope um, your cute puggle makes a cameo in the back. Oh, she's on Instagram a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She's, uh, she, does, she wants the people to see. Her. Does she have her own account? Do I need to follow her too? She doesn't have her own account. Cause to be honest, um, I want to get the likes from her. I, I won't share those with her. Get it. Yeah, she get gets it. it. She understands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And so my last question always is, give me like two or three things that you can't stand that drive you freaking crazy. But people get so carried away about them. Um, I'll give you two examples. I do not understand how anybody can drink matcha. Because to me, it tastes like dirt. <laughs> like literally a cup of dirt. <laughs> I don't know how you can drink it. I'm like, I'm like a, such a matcha believer. I'm truly attacked with that statement, but I get it. Um, yeah. What's your other example while I um, Game of answer. Thrones. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, we have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. My I'm, two answers were going to be TV related. Okay, and one was, I don't get Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that you said earlier before we started recording was, Grey's Anatomy. I also don't get Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Here's the thing. I want to, I made a rule with my husband. Do not take me to a movie if it's going to scare me or stress me out. And I also don't want to watch content that just puts me into a, like a spiral of sadness. And I tried many times in life to get on board with Grey's Anatomy and like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to watch TV that just makes me think about death all the time. <laughs> I, I'm in tears within five minutes of that show happening. I just, yeah. I, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to be sad. And Grace makes me sad. Game of Thrones was just too much of a commitment. Like that yeah. show and Breaking Bad, I'm sure they're great shows, but any show that's like that culty and it has more than three Dark. seasons, I'm like, well, I'm never going to watch yeah. it. I'm not going to yeah. commit that much time. Yeah. <laughs> what do you watch? Do you watch any TV? Okay. I do watch a few things. Um, right now, my husband and I are watching Lovecraft Country, which this, if you watch the show, you're going to be like, Kylie, you're such a hypocrite because it's kind of scary, but it's more about, it's by Jordan Peele. For people who okay. don't know the show, it's like, it takes place in the fifties and sixties. And it's about, um, 
uh, a black family and how they've stumbled upon magic, but they live in a very racist town. And so the thing that you learn is that these like monsters that are like, could kill them are less scary than the racism they're experiencing. That's like Uh the overall lesson. Gotcha. It is a little stressful, but if you watch the show, you probably understand it's not like a scary movie or anything. So, okay. Okay. I like it. Total hypocrite. It is interesting. (laughs) Um, Otherwise I'm totally like a queer eye girl or like Marie Kondo or the home edit, you know? Yeah. I'm in for all of that too. Give me yeah. some. It's great to have in the background while I'm folding laundry or exactly you know, like, just like background noise. Feel good background it. noise. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for getting carried away with me. This was so fun. Thank and you so I'm much so for glad you got. Of course. And I know my audience is going to love you. I hope they like and subscribe this episode as well as follow you on Instagram. And if there are any coaches out there, Kylie's your girl. She oh is your girl. Thank you so much, Carrie. I'm so obsessed with the Bra Network. I've met so many members who I'm obsessed with, and then I find out they're in the Bra community, and I'm like, of course, you're connected to Carrie. Carrie's awesome. Her business is literally called Bra. How <laughs> awesome is that? Um, but I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you learned something new. Now, if you are a female founder, thought leader, disruptor, and you're like, I can be on that show, then you need to email me with some topics. Email me directly, carrie at bra-network.com or send me a DM on the IG at bra underscore network. I'm always looking for fabulous, fierce females to feature. And hey, if you're a guy, I'll feature you too, because we all have knowledge to share. Until then, thank you for getting carried away. Go ahead and like and subscribe to all the things and all the places. Until next time, have a great day. Stay safe. Wear a mask.